Guys, what's good? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today, there's a couple of things I think I want to talk about, and I don't even know how to start this one, but basically, something that I was thinking about this week um, in terms of just relationships, right? Um, the five stages of grief when it comes to life, but also in your relationships, but also accepting invites of intention. All of this, I'm I'm touching on all of this because I think, you know, this week was very generous in terms of my experiences and everything that came to be. And this is going to help you guys. This is going to help you navigate things a lot more. So if you're driving, seatbelt. If you're home, get some water chill out, uh, take a deep breath, take as many as you need, and just be ready for this journey. Um, Maybe have a notebook around you and take some notes. All right, so stay tuned. How are you? How is your headspace? How's your heart space? What's the tea? Um, so it's been quite the year, a very introspective year, uh, very sobering experiences and processes in terms of, you know, relationships. You know, we talk about relationships, we talk about work, we talk about home life, we talk about children. I don't, actually, I don't talk about children on here because I don't have any. Um, (laughs) You know, people ask me sometimes, they're like, oh, do you have kids or, you know, any kids you have are going to be lucky. And you know what's funny about that? I always say for me personally, I don't want to have children until the inner child in me is taken care of. And that's a more, um, I guess, eloquent, Quint way of saying basically it's like I don't want my kids to have to heal from anything that I didn't heal from right they're not the responsibility of that so before I bring another life into this world I'm really hell-bent on making sure I'm taking care of little Isaiah um, I got some work to do y'all I got so much fucking work to do but this is what parenting is, right? It's a it's a life work, um, especially when it comes to yourself. But so my sister, she came to visit, and it was such a beautiful thing and such a needed, um, a needed sense of peace and and community. Um, to just spend time with people that matter, not just that matter, but people that you matter to. And it's one of those things, right? I think when you 
understand life as you get older and you're in the space of being older, your relationships, I can't stress this enough, your relationships become more important to you. Um, and you start to understand what makes the relationships important and why you're important and why they're important. And you start looking at how people do the little things to show up for you. Now, flying across the country is not a small feat, obviously, but she did it. She said she was going to do it. She did it. And being big on like acts of service, like she did it. And it was her first time visiting, but it was so chill. Um, now, the funny thing about my sister is like, I think as we got older, as, as looking back on our childhood up until now, we are, how do I explain it? We're the same, but very different. Like we're very different in a lot of ways, but also very similar. And it was dope because I, you know, I, um, I introduced her to some of my friends and I was eager to do that because like for me in my head, my, I keep such a tight group of people. And while they're scattered all over the place, like the goal is to have them all be a part of the same space in some way, shape or form. So I made it a point to, um, to like, just introduce her to, to some people, um, whether in present or just virtually like my friends, you know, you know, the people that have just been there. Um, because it's like, I want to share that with, I want to share my people with each other. And it was kind of like introducing my siblings to each other, right? The extended, the, the other part of the family, not extended family, but just like introducing my family to each other. And it was such an amazing thing. And it gave me so much peace because I was like, these are the people that are important to me. These are the people that I know that I'm important to. And I want them to meet each other. And my sister, she's my rider, right? She's my rider. My sister does not play about me, and I don't play about my sister. Um, so while I don't think about it in such a grand scale all the time, I do. I know that on a sentimental level, it means a big deal um, to want people in my life to meet each other and to, to know about each other because I'm like, this is, these are my people. Like, this is my life. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. And the beautiful thing about my sister visiting was that, you know, her and, and a few others have reminded me that it doesn't take much work if you want to do it, right? Um, her coming to visit me was a reminder that I am worth going the extra mile for. You know, I'm worth going the extra distance for. It was a no-brainer. It's like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I'm going to come see you. And she did it. And she did it in such a, a crucial time for me um, that I was just like, yeah, it'd be good to have someone around that I, I feel just kind of at peace with, but also... I feel connected to and who feels connected to me again reciprocation of energy and although my sister and i we are um she's a few years older not a few years but some years older um 
there's still a bond that we have where it's like we're very protective of each other. And and there was like one day in particular where, you know, she went out walking and I usually go to the gym by the time she comes back. And she hadn't come back yet. I was looking at the time and I was like, well, she's not back yet. And all these things started going through my head. And my sister's a black belt in martial arts. She was my sensei when I was growing up. She's the first female black belt in my dojo. So she's a dangerous woman. Um, very you wouldn't you wouldn't think it seeing her. She can take care of herself. But that still didn't mean that I wasn't willing to take care of her too. Um, and finally she walked in the door. I was like, oh, all right, perfect. Now I could go to the gym. And, you know, the time that she was here, it's so funny because I was like, I wanted to make sure that she experienced everything. She had a good time, all of this. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you, how about this? And what about this? And, and she just kind of was nonchalant about it. And what I failed to realize is that I'm kind of the same way or not kind of, I'm very much the same way. A couple of my friends are like, you're easy. They're like, you're easy. You just do your own thing. And it's like, if you want to do something, you will. But if not, it's no big deal. And I don't feel like I have to like entertain you. And that really means a lot because for me, it's like, it's about the people I spend time with. It's not what we're doing. It's literally just spending time together. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was great because I finally realized that with my sister. It's like, you know, you want to do this? Yeah. You want to do this? Nah. <laughs> and it was chill. Like it was so, like I said, it was such a beautiful thing to have her here um, and just have someone who intentionally made it a point to spend time with me, intentionally made it a point to spend time with me. Not like, oh, if this works out or if I have the time or if I remember or whatever it keeps me being, but it's like, no, you made the intentional effort to spend time with me. You went the distance to spend time with me. Why? Because you wanted to spend time with me. Um, accept the invites of intention. If you are, and I forget how I worded this the other day, but it's like, if you're transitioning through life and you are working on building better relationships or having a better sense of community, your first goal is to keep accepting invites of intention. In other words, be mindful of the people who are very intentional with you or the things that feel very intentional, because that will remind you, one, that you are deserving of this, you know, while I don't always want to say deserving, but if you're, you're used to feeling like you have to twist arms or, you know, just kind of wait to be dealt with, or maybe somebody's going to make an effort to hit you up or make an effort to spend time with you. But overall it's like, it's an afterthought. Like if you're used to those kind of exchanges, it's great to pay attention to the um, invites of intention, right? The, the people that are intentional with you, not just because of what they can get from you, but what they're willing to give to you as well. And, you know, like I said, my sister coming out here intentionally, you know, making the point to come out, 
you know, and just spend time with me was an invite of intention. Um, my, my other friends who like, you know, we make plans to do something, even if it's just like FaceTiming, we'll make a point to do it. That's an invite of intention, right? Um, saying what you mean and mean what you say and acts of service is big for me. Um, so when people say they're going to do something in my head, I'm like, all right, cool. This is a, a binding contract. It's not like a demand, but it's like, I'm going off of what you say. So if I can receive clarity from certain exchanges, perfect, right? That builds trust. That's a trust builder for me. And you know, because I'm not trying to, I'm not having to sit around and figure out if somebody's going to show up, if they're not, if they're going to respond, if they're not, whatever the case may be, especially when it comes to important relationships in my life. It's like, look, life is fickle enough. People are very fickle. The last thing I want is to have fickle relationships where it's like, like I said, I'm waiting or I'm trying to figure out if somebody's going to be present or not. Um, Accept the invites of intention. Create more. Well, go towards more of what you want to create more of, right? So if you're unfamiliar with what that looks like, just pay attention to the people that are intentional with you. Um, even if it's like a slight inconvenience, you see what I'm saying? Because when my sister is like, okay, she had to get on a plane. She, had, she brought her puppy, right? It's hot as hell out here, right? All these factors um, kind of were involved in her making the decision to come see me. She didn't have to come see me, but she did. And she meant it. She came, right? Um, and that meant a lot to me because it was like I was worth the effort for her to do that. And would I do it for her? Absolutely. Have I done it for her? Yes. <laughs> right? It's just a no-brainer. Like when it comes to people that matter, it's a no-brainer. Um, because I've noticed in other relationships, it was kind of like, well, if this other thing doesn't work out, then nothing works out. And that, you know, just kind of reminds me that it's like, I'm not a point, I'm not the intention of the whole thing. I'm just kind of a plot point in it, right? It's, it's um, and that, you know, that feels weird. But it's, it's something worth acknowledging and, and, and processing too. It's like sometimes, you know, your relationships are based on convenience and convenience only. Um, when it, when the timing is right, like when it, when it, um, when it benefits the person. And I'm not saying that you should have people in your life that are martyrs. And if you know well enough what I mean, then you understand what I'm talking about. There are certain relationships that feel like, you know, it has to be convenient or if they have time, time is not made, you know, it's just kind of like, if I have time, if I remember, um, or if everything else works out, I'll let you know kind of deal. Um, versus it being like, Hey, this is about our relationship. Fuck everything else. And if other things don't work out, I'm still going to make it a point to show up because this matters. This is important to me invites of intention. And um, onto that, there's the concept of the five stages of grief, you know, and how to know if a relationship, 
what the shelf life of a relationship looks like. Um, you know, in the, I, I took a psychology of aging class and it talked about when people are on their, their journey, uh, towards the end of life, five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And a relationship when it's on its end also exhibits those qualities too. First you deny that, you know, the relationship hasn't always been what it feels like, or like you deny that this relationship may have been more important to you than the other person. You deny that this relationship, um, probably existed for so long because you were over giving and overextending versus kind of allowing it to be an equal, uh, give and take. Then the anger sets in where it's like, there are certain things that you're just heard about and frustrated about and you feel it, but also it just exists in your relationship now. Like the lack of effort, lack of intention, um, infidelity, if it's a romantic relationship, but friendships too, it's like, there's a lack of intention or a lack of effort. Like you don't feel like you matter. So it's like, there's anger there and there's hurt there. Then it comes bargaining where it's like, oh, well, maybe it's not that bad. Or, you know, maybe I should just give it another try or, you know, oh, they have so many things going on and yada, yada, yada. And um, everything's all good. And then you have depression. Depression sets in because you finally realize, all right, you know what? This relationship actually... It's what I thought it was, and what it is is not really much um, beyond what I hope for it to be um, because the other person has kind of like exhibited a consistency in patterns in terms of how they feel or I'm not a priority or whatever the case may be. It's just like, that's okay. And then it's acceptance, right, where it's like you allow that to be the reality. You understand, okay, some things are going to need to shift and... That's just what it is, right? You can never make someone value a relationship more um, than what they already value it as. Um, it's just not going to happen. And there will be some pain body in understanding that you might not be a priority. And I talked about this in early episodes where it's like you understand that you're not a priority or you're not the people that you claim as your people, as I talked about last week. You're not their people. You're just not. And it's like, even if they say certain things, it's like kind of what they exhibit consistently on a, on a consistent pattern. It's just an understanding of like, I'm not really, I'm not a priority, right? I'm not a priority for you. Um, and it's painful when you have to kind of understand that they probably shouldn't really be that high on priority list for me either. Um, and that's kind of where the concept of mirroring comes in, right? Where it's like, you know, we talk about matching people's energy. I think matching energy is not always the same concept because that can become petty, right? But like when you understand that, all right, in order for me to be at peace with what this relationship is, it's, it's now necessary for me to not 
give as much as I used to and literally extend myself to the capacity that the other person has extended themselves because that will prevent a lot more disappointment moving forward. Why? Because I'm now going to be comfortable with this level of energy because I'm aware of their energy and I've accepted the energy that they've been giving me. Um, it hasn't been much. It hasn't been much. It's kind of based off of convenience, not necessarily intention. Um, when I have time or if I have time versus I'm going to make time. Um, and that's so special and I think necessary to just really be cognizant of in, in your relationships because what it will do is it will allow you to stop feeling bad for responding to someone's uh, treatment of you, right? I can't control how I feel when it comes to how you make me feel, right? Feelings, right? I cannot, I, I can't do it. I cannot control how I respond to your feeling, to your behavior um, emotionally, right? Um, the feelings that I feel based off of your actions are what they are. And I can't take care of your feelings and protect you from your responsibility while still healing from your actions. I can't do both. So I got to take care of me. And sometimes taking care of you looks like accepting what someone has shown you repeatedly and making adjustments and being like, all right, cool. You know, regardless of what is said, this is what's being done. And I understand doesn't feel good, but I accept it. I have to accept it. And once I accept it, I can transition and I don't really hold this person to a certain standard anymore. I just understand that this is where um, they may need to be kept moving forward. And, um, you know, people don't have to be bad people to make you feel bad, <laughs> right? That's not always uh, the case. Um, and good people don't always necessarily mean that they're good for you. And again, you can never force a relationship with anyone. You can never force a level of what you need in a relationship from anyone, right? It shouldn't be forced. And you know the difference, right? You know the people that, again, feel intentional and the people that feel um, kind of seasonal or uh, convenient, right? Um, because it's just like always like you're, you're swimming you come up for a little breath of air and then you have to go back down into the water versus like you just floating across the water. Some people are just peaceful because they're consistent and they're persistent. And then other people just feel like you're, you're kind of riding these waves and you want to always invite, um, accept the in invites of intention, accept the invites of intention, the people who are, intentional with you and they're consistent with you and you feel it like it's a feeling like you know i mean for me i know i know i may not always say it but i'm aware i'm fully aware um i'm always aware and sometimes i will make it a point to deny what i know and feel until i finally come to things where it's like i understand that yeah this person's not really around right whether i'm going through things or whether i'm doing great it's just not really a consistent kind of cadence with the relationship. It's kind of like blips, right? It's isolated. Um, and once I understand that, it's like, well, that means I have to change the amount of effort on my end now. And, um, 
you know, whatever that looks like. So I think all that's to say is like, I had a good, a good trip with my sister because she definitely brought to awareness a lot of things. And while she was here, there were other things that were transpiring and other things that had been transpiring. And she was a great, um, not buffer, but just a great reminder that there are still some beautiful relationships that I can, I can always, um, reference, right? Because they're consistent and they're intentional. And like I said, her being able to like chat and, and meet some of the people that mean the world to me, but I also mean the world too. Like, that's the important thing. Like people that I'm sure that I matter to, um, not just on a, a day when they have time, but like all the time. Um, it's a big deal. And like to just share that was, was real. So <sighs> I hope all this made sense, but I think it was just something, like I said, this is why I'm so particular about my relationships because I know what relationships mean to me. I know how I'm willing to take care of relationships, um, consistently. I know the, the, the amount of me I'm willing to pour into my relationships and over time, I have learned that, again, not everybody loves like I do. So when I find people that love hard and love intentionally, I do my best to cultivate those relationships and be very um, nurturing because they're few and far between. And I've also understood other relationships where people don't really love that way. And that's all right. But I know what I need. And I don't need that. <laughs> right you can't give somebody all of what you are willing to give especially like if they're you know in abundance and just kind of get scraps um doesn't work that way so yeah think about all of that like invites of intention where are the intentional invites that show up in your life and how do you accept those invitations because again if you want to build more stability and, and awareness in terms of like what you deserve People that are intentional with you are your best bet. Just pay attention. Even strangers sometimes, like strangers that are intentional with you, not because of what they're looking to get from you, but just because they are willing to pour into you. They see how you show up and are like, you know what? I want to nurture that flower. Not, it's like so nice and pretty, I want to take it home with me. And again, that's why I am very particular about relationships because I've decided to myself, I don't want any more relationships in my life where I'm being a friend to people and I'm not sure if they're a friend to me, right? People, everybody wants friendship. Everybody wants relationships, but not everybody's willing to show up in the same way. And that's so important, so necessary. So yes, just think about intention. Make sure you're being intentional and um, just pay attention to the people who are intentional with you. You can go from there. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Want to become a Patreon supporter? Head on over to Patreon or Apple subscriptions. Uh, Birds of a Feather Journal. The e-journal is available. It's on, the link is in the, the bio description of this episode. What else? Uh, I dropped some new merch on the podcast uh, uh, store. Because I know I always say drink water. So there are some things out there where you could actually drink white you listen <laughs> to this podcast and um, some new colors I dropped. I got tank shirts out now. 
Um, I got my tank the other day and I love it. And uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, coaching is available going into the fall. I always say fall is symbolic for me of change because during the summer, a lot of things happen for me typically. And it's like a season of change or preparation where it's like relationships are just changing and the leaves change colors and they fall away, but the tree still stands, right? So coaching is available. Hit me up on that. And um, the coloring book is still available. If you ordered the coloring book, it is on its way. Um, once I get the books, I sign them and I ship them out to you guys. The process is just a little bit longer um, because of where it's coming from. But yeah, those books will be getting to you guys. And I think that's it, y'all. I don't know if there's anything else. Follow the Instagram. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, reach out at thebirdbrainpodcast at gmail.com. And subject headline, if it's referencing to coaching or if you have a particular question, whatever the case may be, holla at your boy. All right. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take flight.